We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I think it's the, like you said on, on, on DK Live. He's going to be the most polarizing player on the slate. Mm-hmm. So, some people may be listening going, well, he shouldn't be polarizing because either like, you obviously play him or you obviously don't play him. <laughs> right? This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Wednesday by Jordan Cooper for our very first World Cup, at least daily preview. Uh, we're going to do two slates because there are two that are already posted. Uh, we've got the Thursday showdown slate on DraftKings and the single game on FanDuel, which is Russia and Saudi Arabia. And then we'll get to the the really good stuff uh, on Friday where we have hundreds of thousands of dollars of guaranteed contests across all of these sites. Jordan, it's finally here. Right. You're assuming people got, got done with the, the last podcast that we did. They're st- yeah. <laughs> I think they'll be done by the group stage, by the end of the group stage at least. Right. But uh, just to, for, to keep people apprised on, on the schedule, uh, you know, starting on Friday, since we're going to be covering the Wednesday, you know, the Thursday, Friday slate, whatever, that, you know, the, the pricing should come out for the for the contests uh, right after lock, 
of the of the current day. So hopefully, uh, you know, every day around. I mean, it's up to you. I just I just babble <laughs> this microphone. You put everything together. But we're hoping, you know, by by early afternoon, you know, there'll be a podcast every day covering the next day slate. Yes, yes. We're our our plan, which is kind of dependent on somebody at DraftKings pushing the button for the next day. But if th- that's up early enough, then we'll get the podcast done as early as possible so that people have time to actually listen to them before the next. Because it's not like I don't see a lot of people putting the podcast on at six o'clock in the morning on the East Coast for the slate that'll start in two hours. So um, right. if it's ever late, it's likely because uh, we can blame DraftKings for being late themselves. Right. I also noticed that, you know, you're you're putting up uh, in it. In addition to the podcast, the cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. for every slate, which has an easy-to-use charts of, like, the odds and uh, goal scoring and expected corner takers and even the expected number of corners Yeah, you even have. Yeah. Uh, with all the percentages and everything, and just all in one place. You could find that information, but it's easier if it's just all in one place, as well as uh, DraftKings picks, FanDuel picks, uh, and uh, for subscribers. I mean, I didn't even realize that, that the, the Rotowire subscription... When we started, at least when I, I started RotoWire, like it was for like all the sports, which you mm-hmm. can still do. Yep. But there's now a, a at least I just realized that there was a soccer specific yes one. And for you know if you if you pay for the whole year, it's as little as three ninety nine. But if you if you don't, uh, it's five ninety nine for the month. I, th- I, I want to cut you off there because three ninety nine. Is um three dollars and ninety nine cents, not oh yeah now three hundred and ninety nine. You're right, because, you're right. It's well, daily I'm fantasy. Just, I've seen yeah, you know, yeah. you know five hundred dollars for the year for whatever. Right. right. So right. just to reiterate that, it's literally technically less than four bucks a month if you sign up for the year subscription. Um, which, I mean, come on, it's nothing for all of this stuff. Right, forty eight bucks. But yeah, I, I was gonna say even though it's it's probably. Uh, you know, not financially better for RotoWire, but if you just in it for the World Cup, and it's just five ninety nine for just the one month, and then you quit, then there you go. It's six bucks for the whole World yeah. Cup. But yep. we're hoping that you, you you have so much fun and and win, I guess, in uh, in daily fantasy on yeah. DraftKings and FanDuel that be like, oh, maybe you want to play EPL and yeah. Champions League and everything when the when the domestic seasons come back. So just uh, you know, with uh, with all the information that's out there, I mean, you could you could rely on free information, I guess. I mean, there there is fine stuff out there, uh, but that as well as uh, the access to the the Slack chat, which we're we're getting close to three hundred people. In, yeah, very close. And the activity is has spiked up. Uh, so you know, if you want to be, in, I mean, six bucks total <laughs> at at minimum. I I don't think there's a better deal in in daily fantasy. At all, in not not just soccer, just at all. That's how I described it. It's the best deal, I, I believe. I'm very biased about it. Uh, I will say there's going to be a time. I think there are going to be enough people who get the sock, the DFS soccer itch, that sometime in the fall they're going to be sitting at their computer going, "I wonder who takes set pieces for Dijon on a Friday afternoon interleague slate," and you can find that information. Um, or at least gather, I mean, based on you going can gather to the, that the stats places. page and then yep. go and see who played when and where. Because the stats page, 
that that you have on on RotoWire. Like like I said, you could find the stats everywhere, mm-hmm. but you're gonna have to click through twelve times to find stuff. Uh, if you want to sort stuff out by per ninety, by by any type of model that you want to have, you know, just there yeah, you could look it all up throughout the tournament in their domestic leagues if it's one of the major domestic leagues. And uh, so I mean that's that's all wrapped up in in one package. I mean you, you don't necessarily have to use the, the soccer optimizer. I'll mm-hmm. say that outright. Like if if you're not you know building a million lineups or you know relying on I mean especially for a World Cup, the yeah. projections seem to be like but not worth it to even like try to fathom. Yeah, but, I uh, you don't have to worry about it. I have my own opinions on projections. I don't use them myself. Uh, that doesn't mean I don't think there are people who, I don't think that means everybody shouldn't use them. Uh, but yeah, the, the sample size for a lot of these guys, particularly in the world cup is just so small, uh, that, you know, you can go and it's so small and it's based off of a lot of matches that didn't really matter. Uh, and so, well, they didn't play the full 90 or that's like, I, mean, I yeah, mean, they played yeah. 20 minutes or something. Yeah. Right. And, so, and you, so what, what are you going by? I mean, I looked through these international friendlies over the break, you got like two or three matches, and then like, yeah, it's like, oh, this guy took eight corners. It's like, yeah, he took eight corners when the other two guys that would have taken set pieces are no longer on the field. So it's like, how much is that going to matter? Most likely they don't start, and even if they did, you know, it looks like, oh, they took more corners. It's like, no, not really, because they were never on with the other guy. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I also just say that a lot of the Rotowire subscription... Uh, price you need to put in in perspective of what your own time is worth like some of the information that we have is readily available on other sites for free it just happens to take 200 times longer to get all the information than it would if you just because we all have it in one page everything we built all these stat pages were built specifically for fantasy soccer players more so for dfs than season long and so if if that's who you are and that's who you want to, what you want to do and you value your own time, it's six bucks, right? That's and all. you get the and you get the chat where we right uh, spend an hour talking about acronyms. Acronyms, yeah, big conversation today about acronyms. <laughs> the only thing about acronyms is that they just make me feel old because I never know what any of them are. Some of them have words in it, like stand for words that I don't even know. But anyway, as long as you know Hulo, that's all you need to right. know. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's jump into Friday or Thursday, excuse me, the unbelievably exciting match between Russia and Saudi Arabia. Uh, we've got, uh, both FanDuel and DraftKings are doing fairly decent sized uh, one game slates. I assume this is the biggest one that DraftKings has ever had. Do you know if this is bigger than the Champions League one? I think about the same. Yes. Yeah. And it's definitely the biggest FanDuel uh, soccer one. And the FanDuel soccer one on Friday is, I'm pretty sure, their biggest as well. But anyway, uh, where, how much Russia are you taking? I'm taking all the Russia I can. Okay. And I know they're a bad team. <laughs> really. <You're... laughs> I mean, they, they are. They're, they're, not, they're, yeah. not, they're, they're the worst number two team in a group. And they're probably worse than half of the number three teams in other groups, at least. Yeah. Uh, but I just look. I look at the odds right now. Uh, that I see Russia as a, a minus two twenty. It's big favorite over Saudi Arabia, 
And I take a look at that in comparison to like like Friday. We see Uruguay is a minus one fifty favorite, uh-huh. right? I see. I look at at even Germany is a is is a less of a favorite over Mexico. Brazil is about the same favorite over Switzerland. I mean, the, these big kind of semi bigger England over Tunisia. So like in comparison, I mean, Russia's as much of a favorite over Saudi Arabia, and I I think uh, it's a little bit inflated because two things: one. It's in Russia, mm-hmm. so they're going to get that spike for uh, for being home. And Saudi Arabia is that bad, right? I I think that's really the biggest part that I looked at. It was uh, I'm not sure. Sh- the consensus seems to be that Russia wouldn't have qualified. Th- you know, had they had to pl- actually do that, like they're in because it's in Russia, and that the group of guys that they have including there are some guys who are hurt. And so these are actually like backups of guys that they wanted to play. And those guys weren't even that good. Uh, so they shouldn't be favored against anyone really, but Saudi Arabia is that bad. <laughs> and so I feel like the more research I do and the more I look at these guys, I'm starting to try to convince myself that maybe some of these Saudi Arabia guys are okay and that they can really do it against Russia and then I look at that line and I'm like, I don't know how I can trust myself in the, I've never seen any of these guys play more than five seconds. And so every time I'm like, maybe I'll just take this other Saudi Arabia. And it's like, no, I, that's already too much Saudi Arabia. Well, they're expected to, to play very defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be like a lot of these uh, semi heavy favorite to heavy favorite type of games where one team is looking for the draw. Right. Like just outright, like Saudi Arabia, I, I don't think is going to try to come out with Russia being the host country and go, we're going to we're going to take all three points here. Mm-hmm. So um, how much fantasy goodness are you going to have with a team that's going to have 40 percent possession? So, I mean, like on FanDuel, well, FanDuel's a different story. I'm tilted about about Samadov being defender. Well, I actually FanDuel. I'm, I'm glad you brought FanDuel up uh, specifically because, you know, we talked previously about how you want defenders who get blasted and so um, clearances are one of the more reliable stats on FanDuel Uh, block shots are incredibly rare not rare well yeah they're rare they're not something that we can rely on Uh, tackles and fouls drawn are kind of not as drastic as as um, block shots but they're it's tough to get a guy who reliably gets three to five fouls drawn. We don't have uh, early season Richarlison here. Uh, and with Samadoff as a defender, and I believe Zhirkov is too, would you rather take one of those guys or one of the Saudi Arabian center backs? Because you I, can only I, have one. I, I looked I looked at the construction. I still think for GPP, you go, you go with Samadoff mm-hmm. in that role. I mean, he's also underpriced. He is for what he does. I mean, chances created, things like that. Uh, the I mean, the upside is in Russia. So I mean, if the floor play, yes, I I understand. You take one of the Hossaris. I mean, it's two of them mm-hmm. that are probably going to be starting at center back for like like what five or six bucks. That's what I they mean. Are. But that's yep. the di- but but that's the difference. It's like how much savings am I get? Samadov is seven dollars. Right. So I mean, I look at that. I'm like, I'm going to play him over Zerkov. And the fact that you can't even play a d- defender as a captain. Yeah. Is a ridiculous. Also, I'm not saying that I would play Samadov as the captain, but like that's what I was. I trying to piece together a lineup on Fanduel is much harder than DraftKings because yes. like you have like half the Russian players are defender 
designated mm-hmm. and not forward slash midfield designated. Mm-hmm. So I think Smolov is, is more of a fan duel play, much more of a fan duel play than DraftKings, at least in cash, uh, only because the shot's on goal. I mean, you're, you're, he's going to shoot, mm-hmm. and you're going to get points for that because you don't get the crossing points. Uh, so, so like, yes, I tried making a lineup, as you said, uh, and he kind of previewed it on your 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 rotowire, the the written piece mm-hmm. that you know plugging in that central defender. But it's like I I looked at what what can I get in the middle? Like I, I'm gonna still have to take a second Saudi Arabian player, even if I want to pay like go small off and and uh, like Golovin. Zagoev or Gol yeah uh, Golovin mm-hmm. right do something like that. Because uh, I mean, where else am I going? I I I, I think uh, I'd much rather. Uh, play Samadov in that spot or I mean even if you want to play Kurishev or whoever whoever plays defender right uh, I mean I mean I those would be upside plays like in on FanDuel like the wing back type of players are like GPP plays not the cash plays because they don't get the defensive peripherals as much as the central players but I look at that and I go uh, the, the the guy that I, I'm looking at the most uh for for cash on FanDuel uh, not saying that I am playing cash on FanDuel. I'm playing PPP. <laughs> uh, would be a Tief, the defensive midfielder for Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. being a, playing to call us any Saudi Arabian a player a destroyer. <laughs> but the defensive midfielder for the t- the, the underdog side mm-hmm. is going to have opportunities for tackles and interceptions and clearances. Mm-hmm. So if I need to fill a midfield spot on the cheapest player, I think I'd rather fill it there so I can get Samadov as a defender. Okay. Okay. I I was a little disappointed at basically how expensive some of the Saudi Arabian guys were. That I was right. kind of Al-Jassam expecting... and Al Faraj are like nine bucks. It's right. like right. Like I I get I could play a Russian for that. But like what Russian do you play? No, there's no one that's gonna start. Like the that's cheapest the guy is like Gazinski. Yep. Right? And he yep. may not even play. I mean you, you, we we may you may find that the starting eleven comes out and you're playing on FanDuel and five out of the Ten outfield players are all in the defender slot. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough build, and you're gonna have. Yeah, I mean, I think you're gonna need at least two Saudi Arabian guys. Right, but I still think that, that in the captain spot, you're either, you're you're putting either Smolov or Golovin. Agreed, agreed. But for for DraftKings, on the other hand, mm-hmm. uh, you can go multiple ways on DraftKings. Yeah, uh, I think that the. I think that the issue on on DraftKings is that a lot of the, I think some of the Russians are overpriced. They are, and there's kind of like a weird drop. There's where... no one in the middle. Like yeah, I try to find I mean, players yeah. in the middle. It's like no, you're gonna have to play a Saudi Arabian in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Because like you the... got, yeah, it's basically that. Yes, right. And then you also have the problem where like like typically in the showdown formats, like the you get extra for the defenders. Yep. On goals and assists, as well as the clean sheet equity, uh, but like ninety five hundred for Zerkov is nuts. Is a is a hefty price for yeah. a guy that may not even be on any set pieces. Yep. And then ninety one hundred for Mario Fernandez mm-hmm. if he starts. Like I look at that and I go because you could go right down the middle and go. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take anyone over ten k. Yep. And you could make that lineup. I I I'm looking at it right now. Uh, but like all the like. This is a lineup that 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 wins if if it's a zero zero game. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I guess if Golovin scores, but I mean, it seems like you're overpaying for people. Uh, I mean, it's safe. 
you have to see what the lineup is, whether or not Zagaweb is going to be in. Uh, you know, I think I mean the worst player in DraftKings uh, for for Russia is 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 what Zobnin, yes, the defensive midfielder, the, yeah, right, because he's he's overpriced. For, I mean, it, sh- I'd play him for five k, and he's three k more expensive than that. It's funny you say that because I he had a game recently, one of the friendlies. He had he drew five fouls, and I was like, oh, maybe he's like one of these guys. And then I, you know, it was actually three you know three straight games before that with none but like that made me look and i was like oh maybe i'll see what kind of what his game log is and i was like he's probably cheap and then i saw eight thousand, and i was like i it's kind of like a no man's land for a guy that like really doesn't do a whole lot anyway <laughs> right but i still think that probably probably the build you're making is is a five one you play five five Russians and one Saudi Arabian. Mm-hmm. You can make a case, I guess, for a four two. Like if you're going to play a four two, you're playing Samadov or Smolov. Yes, right. Like you're 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 playing like both Aljasam and Alfaraj. Yep. Or you, maybe you take one of the like I don't even want to take their fullbacks because like yeah. I don't think they're going to score. Agree. So like the additional points you get from a defender goal or assist, I don't care and. Uh, am I going to bank on a, on a Saudi Arabian clean sheet? No. <laughs> so, And how much forward are they going to get when they're defending for most of the game with 42% possession? Right. So it's like, uh, that's why I look at like a guy like Atif and go, if I need to put but I mean, that's a fan duel play. That's why I'm like Atif, Gazinski, one of the one of those types of guys to fill in like the low part of the salary. And then I try to go as much, you know, up the middle. I mean, if you take two Saudi Arabians... Then you can pay for Samadov. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, if you you could do it if Gazinski starts, right? But but you can't do a five-one with Samadov. You can if Gazinski starts. I think, I, I, but only if you play like a Tief. Only if you play a sub six K Saudi Arabian. Saudi Arabian, probably. Right. Yeah, but I'm saying if you wanted to play Al Jassam or Al Faraj, who I think are the better options. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in in comparison right. these are all crappy players right uh right the so two best you, players on the worst team in the entire right. tournament right but they're both like alfarage is 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 6400 mm-hmm. and Sam is uh 7000 7, and atif yeah. is is 5700 i don't think you touch any of the central defenders no for either side i don't i you don't goalkeeper i can five <sighs> goalkeepers in showdown are like if I, I use goalkeepers in showdown as punts. They're at the price level that I'll play it out. I'll play Mario Fernandez, right? I'll play. I'll, I'll, I'll find that. I'll play Smolnikov. I'll play someone, mm-hmm. right? Rather than bank on the Russian clean sheet with no saves, because how many shots are Saudi Arabia going to get off? Right. I mean, it's if, not like I'm looking for money points out of Gazinski. Six K seems ridiculous for him. Yeah, it does. If you play. Uh... If you go the goalkeeper route, do you then take a Saudi Arabian attacker with the hopes that they get a few shots off to create those saves? Is that a correlation you'd be interested in? No, the correlation I'd be interested in GPP, especially for this big field one, uh, would be the opposite correlation. The Saudi Arabian the Saudi goalkeeper? goalkeeper without Smolov. Right. Right. So you want you want the you're going to save money by not taking Smolov because he's not going to score uh, in that correlation, and then. You you want the the shooter? You, you're you're banking on a zero zero game mm-hmm. with like six Russian shots on goal, right? Like that type of game. 
And you find the guys with the shots, and then and then you could play multiple defenders. You're gonna get the clean sheet. You're gonna wipe through on the clean sheet. Right. Right. Then you then then you play Zerkov. Like that's a Zerkov lineup. Mm-hmm. Even against the, even with the Saudi Arabia, because then you could also play a Saudi Arabian defender. Play all the defenders if you want. For a zero zero, and it's gonna be lower owned. Uh-huh. That's why I say I don't think there's a correlation where you're playing Akin Fayev. And you're getting enough points to win a, a big field GPP. Right. I don't see Saudi Arabia having the you know, shooting seven times. Right. So what's his upside? I'll take the upside and, and banking on a on a on a on a Smolnikov goal. Right. Then take the goalkeeper. Is a scoreless draw expectation enough to play both keepers? Well, now you're even doubly limiting your upside. No, it's but just, but, I take if, the, but I, if you think there is no upside, no, like no. If, but the Saudi Arabian goalkeeper has much more upside because they're going to shoot at him more. Saudi Arabia may not have zero shots on goal, so the upside on Akinfayev is like what? Just the win and the clean sheet, and that's it. No, not even the win. And, right? Not even right? Not even the win. And that I'm just talking about if it's a one nothing game, then yes, he has the win upside, mm-hmm. but he has no save upside. So it's like, like now I'm going to play both of them. Like when's the situation where both of them score 25 points? But if when there are no goals, you that? might not need 25 points. Yeah, but I'll get peripherals elsewhere. Okay. I'd rather an outfield player than play two goalkeepers. I, yes, it'll be lower owned. <laughs> Especially to show the ones with the big, bigger field that we normally see in, in, in most soccer slates. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go straight forward with a 5-1 Russian kind of stack. Like, you may be sharing it with 18 people. Yeah. Right. You're going to be... The, if if you if you're within like 300 salary like i i could i could pretty much guarantee you're sharing it with double digit amount of people mm-hmm. which you know limits your your ev your expected value of you know having a unique lineup so you can take the full first place down yeah anybody limit. who plays nba showdown will be well well aware of that issue right i think it's the longest we've ever ever analyzed a showdown slate but did it's we, the world cup why not did we do the champions league one we must. I have. think we did. Yeah, I maybe we did. I don't remember. This is definitely the first time we've ever talked about playing both goalkeepers. Well, look at the teams that we're talking about. That's what I mean. I mean yeah. At least in the Champions League final, we're talking about real players. <laughs> Do you know I mean, Saudi Arabia has players that if you told me they were fake ones generated in Football Manager, I would say, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. Abdullah Atif, yeah, he could be real. Mm-hmm. He could just be a, you know, a... The, the 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 faceless the profile pick the gray pick whatever that's what he looks like I don't know he might not have a face for all I know uh, all right let's jump into Friday I got nothing else to say on showdown now that we're talking about two goalkeepers um, we or you really have been on seventy five different shows talking about this slate uh, you and I were on DraftKings Live together yesterday uh, what was that Tuesday. And it seems like we have a fairly similar view of this slate, except for Luis Suarez. I think, it's the, like you said on, on, on DK Live, he, he's going to be the most polarizing player on the slate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 it, so, some people may be listening going, well, he shouldn't be polarizing because either like you obviously play him, or you obviously don't play, <laughs> right? It's it's one of those types of things. Now, if you if, if you're sitting there right now, I mean, we're going to start with the forward slot. And it's a three game slate, so it's not we don't have that many players to choose from. Uh, 
Let's get it out of the way before we start talking about Luis Suarez. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, is not a play in either format. Agreed. Okay. The reasoning being he's an underdog to Spain. Uh, these, these are low total games. I mean, they're all going to be pretty much low total games. Uh, for 11-5, like, why are you playing Ronaldo? And then his name recognition is going to make him enough owned in GPP that you should be fading him anyway. Right. It's not one of those situations like, can I get an 8% Cristiano Ronaldo? That's not happening. Right. Now, you may be getting a 22% Cristiano Ronaldo, which is lower than you would normally see on, on slates with him on it. For sure. But, like... That's still too much from that. I, I, that's <laughs> fadeable. I'd rather 22%. I'll, I'll, I'll let the other people chase after that. And then on top of all of that, if he does score one goal, that's still fadeable because he's 11-5. Yeah. Yep. Right? So, I mean, people couldn't have other goals in them. Mm-hmm. You know, if Luis Suarez scores or, or Cavani or Costa or whoever else you have up there or, or some of these midfield, the high-priced midfielders make value, like they can't have them all. Right. So if... if if Ronaldo, if Ronaldo does not score, he does not make value for 11-5. Mm-hmm. And if he scores, he just makes value, but he doesn't he doesn't hurt you if you don't have him, and it doesn't really help you all that much if, if you're getting a goal elsewhere. Right, right. But Luis Suarez, uh, uh, from a cash perspective, let, let, let's let's get let's get it out there. <laughs> uh, regardless of the matchup, okay. So don't think Uruguay versus Egypt, uh, whatever. Uh, Luis Suarez is still goal dependent in a vacuum. Uh huh. Okay. I mean, there were some people talking about, well, he's going to get a share of set piece. Like, no, direct free kicks where there's a clear shot at goal. Like those are the those are the set pieces. He's he's not immune to corners. For when do you ever Uruguay. see him take corners? I've never seen him take corners. Never. You have all the stats. I was going to say, yeah. Right. You, you don't say anything without backing it up. You, be, you better have something in front of you that says that. Uh, I thought I did, but yeah. Everyone would have here. to be off the field. Talk one. Did my, he cross it? Probably not. My, well, that's a whole nother. He happened to just be there. by the corner. It was like the 92nd minute and <laughs> they were wasting time at the flag type of thing. Uh, my question for you about Suarez was what... If he was taking twenty five percent of their corners, they're but he's not. You're making a no. You're this is the Alice in Wonderland stuff. He doesn't take anything. Okay. If he was taking some, it, it, hey, if I saw him crossing from the corner, I'd say he has a floor because he's a forward. And how many forwards have floors? So I'll take anything that I could get, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, he has he has no peripherals. Outside of shots, and that's it. And fouls drawn, fouls drawn, maybe. Now, now we're going to get to the second level of well, he could also take eight shots. Yep. So that is that is a floor. I'll give you I'll, I'll give you credit right there. Now for Barcelona, he doesn't take eight shots. He's got another guy in the field that's taking shots also. Uh so just in general, he's goal dependent. And then you got him playing up top. With another forward that's goal-dependent. That scores a lot also. And that's Edison Cavani. Mm-hmm. So if Uruguay wins 2 nothing, it's possible that Suarez could have two points. Right? It's possible Cavani could have two points. Right? right? Just even in a win, I mean, even in a 2 3 nothing win, that could happen. Mm-hmm. 
You're not. So I don't see Suarez or Cavani, you know, with, with two shots having nine points because they drew four fouls and had eight crosses and, right, three tackles one. Like, they're not those types of players. Suarez has a few games for Uruguay recently where he's crossed. When does this happen? I have against uh, Argentina. He had five crosses. Where he had are these five crosses against, coming from? Uh, Bolivia. Who's he crossing to? Libya. Oh, no. No, really? Bolivia. Bolivia. Oh, Bolivia. Well, that's kind of... <laughs> it was actually Venezuela. Excuse me. Okay. Well, these are crappy teams. He's Yeah, exactly. Who is he crossing? I still don't Cavani. know. Cavani. <sighs> he took two corners it's, against Venezuela. You're, you're rationalizing, Andrew. He's not a he's not a floor player. He has he has somewhat of a floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you credit, but he's not a floor. He, when you think of Luis Suarez, you go uh, if Luis Suarez doesn't score, I'm good. You're not thinking that for 10k, right? That's fair. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so if they're if I if I need to fill two forward slots and I can find guys that could get me uh, six points or something, could, could get me a one to one x five point five x value or something like that. Like, Luis Suarez, you know, doesn't if he doesn't score, like I'm I'm in a better position because so I've spent much less and gotten the same points or more points. Right. No, and I get talking that. normal. But I think you, I think your I think the view that he his floor is two is is too conservative. Four. Okay, you happy now? Four. Great. I think you got, it's you got I think 40% it's closer value. to six or seven. Okay. You're paying ten K for it. He's the best. He's the best. But like, what's Salah's floor? Well, he's not going to play. No, 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 no. But like Salah against, you know, Egypt. If he was playing the other way, like what's well, his Salah floor? wouldn't play against Egypt because he plays four. No, I know, I know. But I'm, I meant a team like Egypt, in the in the in a similar matchup. If Salah was playing in this game specifically, I would play him over Suarez. Okay. If Salah takes everything. He's everything. He's everything. He does everything for Egypt. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Uruguay is the best team in the group, but they're not unbeatable or anything, mm-hmm. right? So I just look at that. I go, I'll take, if Salah doesn't score, he could still have, like, he could put up 10 points yeah. without scoring. He, he's not everything, though. Like, he doesn't take everything, I mean. But he can still have 10 points without scoring. But he's not going to play, so I don't even have to worry about it. I'm looking more, if you tell me that there aren't any players that, like, are anything, on, in the forward slot, that I'm going to have to take a goal-dependent player? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Suarez will be my number one choice. Okay. Easily. I'm, I'm all with you. I've, I even say he's cash viable. He is viable in cash. I may have him in cash. I'm, I'm arguing this, and I may still have him in cash. Right? In a forward spot. Because mm-hmm. the, other, the other forwards, the, the, the rest of the forward field is not the strongest. Mm-hmm. Right? I think I think the the fl- we go down go down the list. Uh, I I don't Cavani's not Ka, Ka, at least we agree on this. Suarez over Cavani in cash. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, I would say Costa is not a or whoever starts if it's Rodrigo or mm-hmm. whatever. There's not a cash play Agreed. against Portugal. Uh, you would have to admit, even though he may not play ninety, uh, and we wouldn't know until two o'clock Eastern. That charisma is a cash play. Anytime he takes the field. Um, I'm not sure I'm playing charisma against Spain. I know that, but just in a vacuum. Like, charisma 
If you go, yes, charisma is usually a cash play. Yes. Right. Okay. So if like if I looked at this and I if you had a gun to my head and you knew that people were in, and you're like, I need to get six points. Who are you banking it on? I'm banking on charisma. Over Suarez. Over yeah, over anyone in the field, right? In a vacuum. In a vacuum. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Right. I'm not saying World that fantasy I, I, is played. Yep. Right. I, I'm not saying that he's worth eighty two hundred versus Spain. That's overpriced for the matchup. And it's the latest game, so you won't know. Mm-hmm. So and most I don't think he starts anyway. Mm-hmm. So Really? But I no, I don't think so. Okay. I think maybe he comes on. Okay. But even if he did I I I, I you for eighty two hundred it you can't put him in a forward spot and then be stuck in the two PM game. I mean, you're stuck in the uh, in the sense that you're leaving significant money on the table. Right, there right. Are but I, that, that's, I mean, you could, you would, there would have been better uses for your money. Yep. Right. Okay. So we go back past charisma, and then we start. Then we start, Then we get to. I think the next one. Uh, I think probably the more popular one that's gonna you're gonna see in cash is Jahan Baksh. Yep. For Iran. So you're going all the okay. way down there. Okay. Well, oh wait, I mean, yeah, sixty-two. Who, yep, yep, yep. Sorry. Right. I, yep. I'm I'm passing people that either aren't starting. Or just yep. are, d- d- don't have floors. I think just underneath that, not saying it's optimal, but Bernardo Silva. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can't wait to play Bernardo Silva. Not on this slate, but like in... Right, if he's going to be 6,100 against the other teams in a forward slot, I mean, just give me all of them. Yeah. Right? Do you play him so, if Quaresma starts? Like if it's a Quaresma, Ronaldo, Bernardo Silva line, do you still play Bernardo Silva? No. Okay. But I'd probably play Charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would be a game not against Spain. It'd be against Morocco and Iran. Right, right, right. But I'm saying if there's a $2,000 difference, you still play Charisma? Yeah, because well, Silva becomes like gold dependent. Okay. Right? Yep. Just wanted to ask. Right. Andre Silva, I think, maybe not against Spain, but I mean, that's a GPP play. Yes. Like like Al-Kabi from Morocco. I mean, these are these are GPP plays. Whoever starts up top, Buatit, Bu- Bateyeb or whoever, whoever mm-hmm. anyone that's like that. I mean, we, we, if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, I mean, these are guys that like, they take two shots and it's either they score or they don't. And mm-hmm. that's it. And there's nothing. Uh, but, uh, the guy, the guy I'm looking, you know, the guy I'm looking at. Fifth, right. It, it, it's 5,700 playing for a slight favorite. Morocco, who'd probably want to try to get three points out of this game. Mm-hmm. And Amrabat crosses aimlessly. He's my favorite player for Daily Fantasy. He's the, he's the Moroccan Jesus Navas. I've seen some uh, lineups that have him at right back. Ugh. Does that throw you off at all? Still he's wide. Play, still wide. Uh, I, I would have to, yeah, I'd have to think about it. Okay. But he fills the forwards. So all, all I'm looking at is like, I can put Jahan Bosch and Amrabat for 6,200 and 5,700. They both have enough of a floor. I don't have to rely on goals for their salary. Yep. And then I could load up elsewhere. And then I then I could just go straight forward right down the middle with just every set, all the other set piece takers and have no problem whatsoever. Not even, don't have to take an underdog from it. I don't have to take a, a Egyptian player. I don't have to take, I don't have to take a, 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 a Portuguese, a, you know, defensive midfielder or something, uh-huh. whatever, you know, and, and I'm good. Right. That's what I look at. Because then once you pass by Amrabat, then you're done. Yes. Right? Either guys that are not starting or they're golden. Like Asmoon. Right? That's a GPP play. 5,600 yep. for the, the center forward for Iran. Like what? I mean, either he scores or he doesn't score. Great. Ever All these other guys. Like Tarimi. 
I mean, yeah, Tarimi and Sarafard. I mean, they'll probably play wide on the other side of Jahan Bach uh, if they're in. Uh, but, I mean... I don't, I don't think 60- you need to be stacking Iranian attackers. No, of course not. But if you're going to play Jahan Bach, I'm not going to play both of them. That's what I mean, yeah. It would, it would be the type of thing where you played Tarimi or, and Sarafard like, instead of Jahan Bach. Exactly. Or you pair them with Asmoon or something like that. If you think I, that's where the Iranian goal comes from. But then past there, you get nothing. I mean, like, yes, Mosin may lead the line for Egypt for 4,000, but good luck to you on that. <laughs> um, what do you do if Amrabat is at right back? Or if he doesn't start? Yeah, because, I, see, the problem is that if I don't play Suarez, like, that's the first game. That's, right. that's, that's the pickle that you're putting me in. Mm-hmm. That I'm planning on playing Amrabat, and then he doesn't start. I'll, mm-hmm. It will depend on what Suarez does. This is what's great about these split three game whatever. Oh, if, if you've been experienced in daily fantasy soccer, and you're up against a lot of people that are not used to it, like these pivots are going to be so important. Mm-hmm. Like for an edge. Like if it's like yeah, if Suarez doesn't score in that first game and he gets three points and I and I put Amrabat in and he's playing right back, I play him. Yeah, you keep him, sure. Right, I keep him. So I'll get I'll take his floor and just lock in the lock in whatever he does. Mm-hmm. No problem. Now if uh Suarez puts up fifteen points or something, I may switch that over and play someone like Bernardo instead of him. Because mm-hmm. I need to make up points. Yeah. You and need I don't to, expect that. You need to Account for that, right? When you're built, I meant before the before lock, right? Yeah, but I mean they're close enough in price. Uh, fifty seven hundred, sixty one hundred. Yeah, I'm just saying you can't zero out at fifty seven if. Right, right, of course, or or have a full back, you know, have another guy in that you could say uh, you yep. know, make a different pivot, or yep. you know, you could kind of go back and forth. Yeah. Now, if Suarez scores two or something, then I just close my laptop and cry. Mm-hmm. If I do that, but you could make a viable cash line and put Suarez in it. I may be doing that, but you know me and my the conservative approach. I, I try to, you're going to do your best not to. Right. Well, I, what's going to end up happening is that I'm like, oh, Suarez is going to be 50% owned. I've got to play him the block. And then the slate goes zero, zero in all three games. <laughs> right. And I'm sitting there going like, I would have won it all. Would have won it all. Right. There's no goal scored on the slate. And the way that I play, like I, I probably win everything. So who but, are the uh, midfielders you're paying up for? Okay, midfielders. I think that I think the top. The option, top one's easy. The top one is for cash at least. Yep. You, hey, even for GPP, if he's going to be over fifty percent owned, there's always a reason to fade the chalkiest player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Akeem Zayic is yep. eighty-seven hundred for Morocco. Uh, if you're not going to play him against Iran, who the hell do you play him? Exactly. Against? Right. Exactly. Uh, I think the second option in midfield is going to be uh, depending on the Uruguayan lineup. I'm hoping it's Georgian de, de Arascada. Yeah. I don't know if I play. Well, I mean, I probably do, but I really don't want to play Carlos Sanchez. No, I don't want to play him either. I don't. Th- and if he starts, I don't think he plays 90. Mm-hmm. And I think he's overpriced for 8,000. Really Aras- overpriced. I, right. I think that, that if the salaries are switched, that would be what it should be. Yes, agreed. Right. I think if the Skater was 8,000 and Sanchez was 7,100, like I still wouldn't like that. I, I was going to say, I'd still play uh, right. but Right. I want Sanchez down in like 6,300, 6,400. Right. 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 Something like that. Uh, 
But yeah, but I think that's the second option. That's why I look at that and I go, if I want to play Zayich and I want to play Diarrascada, like... Once I plug in Suarez, and then it's like, oh, okay, now where where's this $3,600 player that I need? Or where's the, I, I got to play the Egyptian goalkeeper. Like, I'm in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't like being in that situation. Right, it may be that. the optimal situation. It may be. It may be the optimal situation. It's not what I like to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the, the guy to fade in, in cash, uh, it depends on the Spanish line. I mean, the poor, I think... The, the the least popular game on this slate, I mean, as far as uh, playability, is the, the Spain-Portugal game. Mm-hmm. Two good teams against each other, and the prices are not reflective of it. It has a higher total than the Morocco-Iran game. I think that's why. Right, but I mean, who, how do you know who's going to score, who's going to do what? No, no I agree. I'm just saying j- I think that's why they're all expensive, because right. the total is still high enough. That- right, and then Spain doesn't barely generate peripheral points, mm-hmm. even when they have the ball 60% of the time. I think there's better options on Portugal, if anything, but they're playing Spain, mm-hmm. and they're an underdog. So I look at Isco at 9,200 and go, <sighs> I, I can't do that. Obviously not in cash, but even in GPP. Even if you go one of those, like, well, he's going to be low on because he's 9,200. Like, he's still he's going to need to score for that that price. Mm-hmm. To win you a GPP, right? 9,200 for eight and get eight points or something? Okay, you, you, you're, you're probably okay, but you're not going to win a GPP that way. You don't I think the GPP run. winning lineup has Ronaldo and Isco in it, and this game's five three. Oh, obviously, it could. I mean, <laughs> I'll be banging my head against the wall, but yeah. I mean, I think the, the much better play would be David Silva. Yeah, agreed. Right. He looks really cheap at seventy four hundred. Well, when you compare it to Isco, sure. I think it as similar before. I think maybe you should flip those prices. Yep. Right. You'd still go ninety two hundred for David Silva is expensive. You go. He probably should be like eighty five hundred. Mm-hmm. But like Isco, Isco should be like eight K, like eight thousand. Yeah, ninety two is nuts. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, from Real Madrid pricing, maybe. I mean, look at look at Ronaldo at eleven five playing as an underdog. Yeah. So in comparison, why not? Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's like uh, like Bruno Fernandez at sixty eight hundred is overpriced uh, for his role if he plays mm-hmm. uh, like in the ten for Portugal. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure, play GPP. Uh, it all depends. Like, I like Koke. Me too. He's, you know me. I love that his, his type of player profile. I don't think he starts. I think I one of risk. Thiago and Koke, or Koke starts, though. Yeah, but I, I, like don't, I don't like Way Thiago more than Thiago. As, yeah. Thiago is a, is a GPP play. Yeah. If you think Spain, like, he could score a goal. I think Koke doesn't score goals. Yeah. I mean, I love but Thiago it, as a player, but I, in this lineup with the fact that Silva and Isco, I mean, they could start Silva, Isco, Tiago, and Koke. I mean, it's not crazy. Right. Fact, and then you I think don't they've play done that before. Them. Yeah, but you don't play. Now everyone cannibalizes one another. Mm-hmm. And they, they become all GP. They become GPP plays. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I look at Koke because, like, like uh, uh, Tiago is, like, just too ex- just a little too expensive. I'm talking about that situation where I'm talking about pivoting. Where in, like, the final slide, the utility slot, if I pl- don't play Suarez... Or, like, if I play Suarez, I believe there's a construction where it leaves you 6,200. Where you'd slot it, where you could slot in Coke or Bernardo, or Bernardo mm-hmm. right, and decide whenever you want to. Yep. And I think with the, the Amrabat lineup that I'm talking about, like, you could put, like, David Silva there. Okay. And if you don't want to do that, then you could end up, like, you could go down further. And then pay up a goalkeeper if you want. 
Like I think, like if if Christian Rodriguez is in, I think he, GPP play, mm-hmm. and I th- I think Christian Rodriguez leverage is against uh, the forwards. Dude. I don't think it's Christian Rodriguez assisting a Cavani or Suarez goal. I think it's Christian Rodriguez scoring a goal assisted by like a fullback. Gotcha. And then Cavani and Suarez don't score. Don't score. Like you're yeah. doing you're doing that to fade. Uh huh. Unless you obviously, unless you think Uruguay wins four nothing, and then everyone's getting goals, so <laughs> then you want them all. Then uh, you got like 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 I like Guedes. I mean, if, yep. at the third game, if he you know starts or something like that, I think Torreira is not a cash play. If he even if he starts, I think the next cash play, uh, marginal. I would say marginal cash play based on the construction is Dejaga yep. from Iran. Because if he play, if he's in, if he starts, I know he's come back from an injury or something. That you know, he will take Iranian set pieces for fifty two hundred. How many they'll get? Who knows? But I mean, Morocco is not like a heavy favor. I mean, this is in the plus. This zone, is their so easiest is, game, right? This is as close to a pick'em you'd get mm-hmm. in the group stage. Uh, the problem comes in with Dejaga is that like, like he's he's going to be in lineups where Suarez is in, but not in lineups with non Suarez lineups. If you get what I'm, because yeah, because like, you need a cheap guy to right. Because you're not if you're going to play Suarez, it's going to be fairly difficult. You can do it. You'd have to punt at two plot spots to play Zayic and Diarrascada, or and definitely Sanchez if you're going to play that for nine hundred more. Like you're not going to be able to play Suarez, Sanchez, Dier- uh, and and Zayic, and then even have fifty two hundred in utility slot. And the problem is that Jajag is midfield only. Yeah. This is why I'm looking at the forward position going. to Amrabat as a forward only is a little weird to me, too. Right. He probably should be an MF. Yeah. But I don't consider, like, Joe Mario to be a cash play. A lot of people would have to be hurt for him to be a cash play. Right. Matinho. Same thing. Same thing. I mean, a punt, I guess, 4,400. I'd almost rather... Once we get down to the 4K range, I'd much rather... Like, truthfully, I think I'd rather, I mean, we're going down further. I think I'd rather play El Saeed than play Moutinho. I don't disagree. El Saeed should be on most majority of set pieces for Egypt. Probably won't get his, get that many. Yeah, he'll get all two of them. Right. But Moutinho, if like Charisma and Silva, like, he's not, he doesn't get any points. Yeah. Like, if he's not going to, like, if he takes a monopoly of set pieces, sure. Great. For an underdog Portugal in that match. But now you're talking about the underdog and not really not, not getting corners or free kicks, right? Or anything like it's that. It's an underdog Definitely who's missing kicks. their best player. Right. You want to just, you just skipped right over Bell Honda. No, no, I'm getting back to it. No, okay. I'm getting back to it. Uh, I'd, I'd much, I think that's, I think that, that, I think Bell Honda may be the best GPP play. Of the whole slate. Wow. For 43, do you see what he does in open play? Yeah, that, that's why I'm a little surprised that you kind of push him off as just a GPP play. Like, you would no, rather I, play I'm El not, Saeed than Bel Honda in cash? No, 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 no I'm oh. not saying that. I'm just saying for GPP, I think he's the best GPP oh, play. Okay. And he's a viable cash play. Yeah. But to me, in GPP, Weird to say is like you play Bel Honda instead of Zion. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I mean by the ca- like the most leverage you'll get 
by taking the highest projected kind of highest owned guy that's a peripheral player and fading because you what you can do and some people may not realize it is that just because you play a guy in cash doesn't mean you can't fade them in GPP and then get the best of both worlds. Like Zayich, yeah. if he scores and gets everything, he could put up a 28-point score. Mm-hmm. And great, you need to have him, like anywhere, no matter what contest you're playing. But Zayich could put up 10 points. Belhanda could score and get some peripherals and put up 16 points. Mm-hmm. And you, it's not like you need Zayich in GPP. The 10 points helps you in cash. Yeah. You're fine with the 10 points in cash. But Belhanda may be 12% owned in cash. So who cares about his 16 points? But you'll take that in the GPP. But Zayich, you're not getting any leverage. I don't expect a Zayich to Belhanda goal. Sure. I expect Belhanda to be it would be separate from that. Yep. Another guy, if he's in. Hold on, hold on. He, Sorry, before you keep going, because I want to stick on Belhanda for a second. Would you rather play Belhanda at 4,300 than any of the Spanish midfielders? Yes. In cash? At the same price range you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Like, on this slate, do you think Belhanda's a better cash play than Silva, Tiago, Coke, if they all start? And no, David died. I put David's. It, it depends on point per dollar. Are you talking point per dollar? Um, sure. Like, they're cheaper. I mean, I mean David Silva's 7400 mm-hmm. I think point, about even. I'd say he, he's even with David Silva. He's better than the other ones. Okay. I'd still probably, you know me, I'd probably play, play Coke over him, point per dollar. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the Spain, it's the last game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can't rely on, on Coke to be in. Yeah. I can't rely you're also on getting that. a lot more in terms of salary to go elsewhere with Belhanda than you are Silva. I'll right. just look at it as Silva since we think he's the best Spanish cash player. Right. The problem I have with Belhanda in cash a bit is, like, how much Morocco am I having? Well, like, because if guys. I if I play if I play Belhanda, I'm playing Suarez because I could I can now. Yeah, with a forty three hundred dollar player, but still, I mean, I'm taking Belhanda and Zayich and probably a defender. Uh, like, how much Morocco do I want? Okay. I mean, maybe that's fine, uh, but that's why I wanted to point out Emil Durar if he happens to yep. start. He'll typically he he's going to be starting probably as as a fullback. He's not going to be defender eligible, but Durar does. As peripheral value, mm-hmm. even if at min- <laughs> he's going to be even- at the right back spot that Amrabat's apparently going to, right? But it's saying don't, don't be don't be dissuaded that you oh I'm playing a defender in a midfield spot. I mean forty it's forty three hundred. Yeah, I mean that would That's be the considered price you a do che- it in. right a cheap like if we saw him as defender eligible at forty three hundred, you'd plug him in every lineup. Right. So if you need that midfield spot. He does cross, and he, he, he for his for his domestic side. I mean, he has peripheral value. Yep. And I think once once you get past like El Said, like you're done. Cash wise, agreed. I mean, there's a lot of I mean GPP plays. I mean, you could play Robin on Sobi or I don't, I, don't, I don't even know about playing Egyptians. Yeesh. Yeah, I. I'm out. Right. I mean, you don't play like William Carvalho. Sure, right. sure, sure. Not sure, on DraftKings. Sure. Make sure you play the right Amrabat. Oh, they're fo- one's forward and one's a midfield, so you don't have to worry about that. Well, no, the worry is is that the one that you're, as a forward, really should be a midfielder. Meaning Nordine should be MF. Right, he should be MF. Yeah. 
So if you're I'm like, not, oh, ta- so if you're just thinking like Amrabat's a midfielder, and you're like, oh, there he is. Oh, he's cheap. Great. But like, no, no, right. no. Right. Well, uh, right. Well, exactly. The Wrong point one. I'm making is that right. That when you look at the lineups, make sure the right Amrabat is in. Yeah. And you're playing the right one. Yep. That's all I was going to say. Yep. But I mean, like, if Nandez starts for Uruguay, 3,800. But I mean, that's that's a uh, a GPP punt, like punt play. Yeah. For and the opening game, play. I feel like the, these guys we're not going to see these guys. Right. But if the, you do. But these are the guys you play instead of Suarez or Cavani. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think uh, the ratio of ownership in, like, the big World Cup kickoff GPP mm-hmm. of uh, Suarez to Cavani? Because we know in, in cash, it's going to be dra- – like, if you're going to play you one of play them, Cavani it's going to be in cash. Right. Uh, but in GPP, what do you think the ownership difference between the two? Um. I think it's tighter only because of Ronaldo. Like, I think it should be... Like, if enough people really thought of Ronaldo, then I think the Suarez ownership would be higher. But I think Ronaldo will push Suarez's ownership closer to Cavani. But I still think it's... Yeah, but it's a $200 difference. So what does it matter? Because you're not playing both of them. Like, you're not you playing play Suarez and Ronaldo. I, so I'm can. Saying, I, I, I don't expect... I, I expect to see those lineups. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people will though. No, but yeah, but I think I'm just saying that that if you if you're in a position, no matter what you're in, the two hundred dollar difference is like either you you're playing who you want, and the yes. better play is Suarez. Yes, Cavani is the leverage play from that for sure. It's just how much leverage is there going to be? I mean, we're are we talking about? Uh, I think it will uh, be a lot more than you think. Unless you no, think I it's think so. Be I think so also. No, but the, that's what I was getting your opinion on that. Oh yeah, is that. That's like I I could see you thinking it's going to be like Suarez will be forty percent owned and Cavani will be twenty percent owned, and I think it's more going to be Suarez is going to be sixty two percent owned and Cavani is going to be eighteen percent owned. That that feels right. Like it's going to be. I don't know three. If Suarez being that high, but I do think Cavani will be sub twenty and Suarez will be over fifty. Right, I think it's going to be a three x difference. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be quite that high. But I but, but a three x difference is like twenty to sixty, yeah, yeah, yeah. eighteen to fifty four. Yeah. I mean, like something like that. Yeah, I agree. But that to, to me that makes Suarez it is. right. That to me that makes it more of a case for the big field GPPs to play Cavan. Oh sure. If they were closer, then I'd say just pl- I'd play play the better guy. I'd say then play Suarez. Then. I mean, then it doesn't matter as much. Then play whoever you whoever you like. If you told me that Suarez is going to be forty-two percent and Cavani is going to be twenty-eight percent, like yes, that that is a difference, but not as big of enough of a difference that I'd like. I'll just play the forty-two percent Suarez at this point. Do you think the better pivot from Suarez is Costa? I don't want to play anyone in the Portugal Spain game. I mean, I, I from a leverage perspective, that's not le- there's no leverage there. They're not on, they're in different teams. What type of leverage are you getting? You're just fading le- Uruguay. Okay, but that's if you not think leverage. Uruguay attackers are going to be popular, and you say, no, I think the Spanish guys will be better. Right, but that's not leverage. Leverage is that you're taking value from one guy directly with another guy. Fair, fair. Right, so let, like, like, you know, two goals are in the Uruguay game, and you think it's going to be two through Cavani. Well, who does it hurt the most? Suarez. And he's going to be high-owned. So, like, that's max leverage. Great. Can I get that correlation? That type of thing. But the other game gets nothing. But, yeah, you could stack the Portugal-Spain game. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be popular. 
Right. Uh, but I think the the thing that I'm that I'm thinking is that it's going to be more the ownership of Spain and Portugal are going to be higher than they should be. Because people know them? Right. Or they okay. see the high total and they go, uh, this game's gonna have the most amount of goals, even though it's by a point or whatever. Uh, even though you're not gonna really know where they come from. Uh, yeah. they're gonna play Ronaldo and David Silva and they're gonna do that type of lineup. Okay. Or they don't play Ronaldo, but they play, you know, Bernardo and I mean they play four they play four guys from that game. I'm not saying all lineups. I'm saying, yeah. you know, there may be two or three, and they'll be enough. Like, if you told me that David Silva is going to be 7% owned, i play him in a second, mm-hmm. right? He's not going to be that low owned. You tell me Ronaldo is that low owned, i play Ronaldo just for the sake of, like, like you know, I'm, if, if no one's going to play him and he, he could score a hat trick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. So, like, that's what I'm talking about. So, like, if, if you're going to... Uh, play, play uh, like it's the mini man city stack right there. Bernardo Silva and David Silva. Right, you play all the Silvas and Andre Silva yeah. on the other yeah. side. Right, play all the Silvas and see what happens. Mm-hmm. It's going to be lower owned. I just don't think I don't think these are going to be single digit owned. Right. I think Portugal and Spain have named players and a high and a higher total game. It's the late game, so now you're going to take risks on who's playing. Also, uh, like. Yeah, and I, 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 for for me and you, most likely going into the Portugal Spain game, we're rooting for meteors. I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume at least for cash. Yeah, yeah, right. I think there's a small possibility I end up on David Silva. Right, I'm one player. Yeah, but I'm saying you're not going in, going. I hope five goals get scored. Correct, correct. Right, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, sorry. Like, you're okay with one, maybe, and a lot of zero peripherals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Defender. I think, def- yeah. I, to me, defender is the hardest position on the slate. Are you going to play Hakimi? Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's the top option. I agree. 5,300 for Morocco. Clean sheet equity. And then everything's going to, I'm glad. There's that your the- uh, Belhanda, Hakimi stack. Right. Yikes. Well, that's what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and I'm playing that in cash. I'm playing three Moroccans in cash. Mm-hmm. Great. I believe when the first time we even spoke about this opening slate weeks ago, the line you said was, give me, give me as much Morocco Iran as I can get. True. There but it I is. Not saying that I like it. There it is. <laughs> but, I mean, it's what do you get? I mean, it's the two worst teams playing against each other with the yeah. pricing not being dynamic. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the fact that the, the Uruguay – Game is the first game, so we get to see who the fullbacks. Yeah, that helps. That's what I mean by like, I like I like playing. I think you play one of the fullbacks. I think the optimal in cash is going to end up being uh, Hakimi and a and a Uruguayan fullback. And a Uruguayan t- fullback, yeah. I'd rather be Cas- I'd rather be Casares for forty one hundred. Mm-hmm. This is the cheapest. Is I just he really think- going to cross that much? Like he doesn't. I'd rather, truthfully, I, I, I'd rather play Pereira or Varela. Yeah. I'd rather play, it, I know the difference is small, but you're going to need the money uh, that I'd rather Pereira in and Caceres not in. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just play Maxi Pereira for 4600 Okay. Varela's too, like, if you try to do that construction with Varela in, like you either can't play Hakimi or then you're, you have a utility spot in, like, no man's land. Yeah. And Maxi Pereira is more likely to cross. Okay. 
And they have two guys to cross to. Right, exactly. But, I mean, according to you, it's going to be Suarez doing all the crossing. Right, right. Right. Even at the fullbacks, get away fullbacks. Mm -hmm. I'm going wide. Yeah, and then he's going to run in and just hit it himself. Right, of course. Mm -hmm. Every to me, everyone else is a punt, and it's a it's a diamond it's a it's a diamond dozen type of situation. I don't think one. If that's the case, do you go all the way down, or do you still just only consider fullbacks? I know I still only consider fullbacks. Okay. Now in in GPP, I'd consider someone like Godin or Ramos. Only because the gold corner header goal type of upside, mm-hmm. but like to like like do do you play uh, Mohammadi for Iran for forty four hundred or Mendel for Morocco at forty two hundred or El Mohammadi for four thousand or Fathi or I mean I'm more inclined to play Mor- I'm more inclined to play a favored fullback, and mm-hmm. after the favorites, I'd rather play an Iranian fullback. Mm-hmm. Right, like I don't, I don't look at. I, I'm, am I going to pay five k or forty eight hundred for Agüero and Soares? No. When you have Varela and Maxi Pereira, mm-hmm. I mean they're underdogs. And then, are you going to go to and pay fifty one hundred for Jordi Alba? No. Or Odriozola for fifty five hundred? You don't have to worry about Laxalt. He's probably not. He's not going to play. Mm-hmm. And, but if, hey, if, hey, if he's in, he's probably playing as a midfielder mm-hmm. or a winger or something like that. That may be. If okay, here's the situation. It's not going to happen. But why not talk about it? Uh, if uh, <laughs> we were talking about La- Suarez taking all corners, right? Of course. To, yeah. So Laxalt is in as a, as a winger. I I play him over Akimi. Um, you think he plays ninety? If that's a, if that's a consideration that you're making, okay, I I could see your point there. In a vacuum, if they both play 90, I play the Uruguayan over the Moroccan. I think that's just the point that I'm making. I mean, for the 400 difference. I'd play Laxalt and then play Mendel, the 4,200 other-sided Moroccan fullback. Right. But I still like the, like, if you're not going to play the favorite fullbacks, like, I like the Iranians because that's a closer match. Right. Iran may want to at least try to win. Right. Well, they have to try to win. Right. But I... Playing the the Egyptian fullbacks? No, no, yeah. I mean, we'd have to see someone that's that's towards the bottom that I we haven't even meant. I don't even know is a fullback yet until I see them on the the field. Yeah, any of these three K level guys? I mean, we know some of these like Joe, Jose Font isn't a fullback. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about from like I'll take an Egyptian fullback if that me if that's Sy- Syed uh, Samir. He's probably a center back, but who I'm just saying. I, these are people I don't even know, but if I see a twenty, if I see even on an underdog side a twenty-seven hundred dollar fullback on this slate, I just don't think there's any outside of goals and assists. I don't think any any and clean sheets, uh, any any full any defender here gets double digits. Hakimi isn't Kolarov, isn't you know Trippier. He's not. He's not in that level. Yeah. Right. I can see Hakimi without the clean sheet or anything or, or any bonus points. Like, he has, a, I think, a six-point floor? Five? Five-six? Something? Five sounds better than six to me. Okay, five. Five, whatever. But, I mean, then what's the floor, what's the floor of, uh, 
of uh, the Egyptian fullback for, what, 3,500 or something? Three? Two? Two and a half? Well, my thought is if it if if it's two and a half, why not play Higazi? Like, do you think the Egyptian center backs' floors are zero? Not a clean sheet. I'm not drawing to any clean sheet points. Right, right, but think. but why am I playing a guy? I'll play a favored center back. Well, because he's 2,800. Favored center backs start at 35 or whatever. Right, but the, no, I'll play a fullback. We're, we're, we're playing DraftKings, Andrew. But but the. If you are playing a fullback at 3,900 with a four-point floor, th- would you say two and a half? Hagazi, Hagazi could have a yellow card and three fouls committed. He have a, a so negative a point floor. Uh, of course, anything could happen. Suarez could be taking everything. Exactly. Right. So any, the cats and dogs living together. Who knows what's going on? No, I don't I, think— I would uh, just like to— like. Your... I get I get the point that you're trying to make, that if they're barely going to score any points anywhere, you might as well punt all the way down. I'm just saying on this slate, I don't even think you need to. Like, that's a strategy if you're playing a lineup with Ronaldo and Suarez in it, and you're not playing that lineup. So, like, I'm not even looking at that. I'm looking more like, how do I balance around these 4K-level fullbacks? Because that's what I got. Okay. Right? Because it would be the difference of, like, well, if I go all the way down, I could get up to Isco. It's like, I'm not playing Isco. So, what, yeah. what, what do I care? Right? Okay. I mean, you're looking at the line, like maybe the lineup that you're talking about is a lineup where it's like Suarez, Diarrascada, or Sanchez, and uh, Zayac. Yep. Right? And you still want to play a decent midfielder. Mm-hmm. So now you have to punt at defense and at goalkeeper. Truthfully, I'm more likely to play Mislera. Wow. On the slate. I get it. Right? You think there I are think... enough saves, though? I don't care about saves. Give me the 10 points. He's going to take the 10 points? Okay. Right. I think I go Maslera, and then I... I, I, I De Gea? I, I almost like Mohamedy better than De Gea. Uh, I agree. So I think I think Portugal-Spain could be 1-1 or something. I was going to say, I wouldn't rule out Patricio either. At no, I, wouldn't ru- I, I wouldn't rule him out either. Yeah. But still, I mean... The safest play is is Mislera and on this yeah. on for these three games, and I still think that then the next would be my it would be the Moroccan goalkeeper. But it's it's always going to be that, right? The, the, it, the right. most expensive is always going to be the safest, right? But as as usual, you know, in, especially in GPP, like just play the goalkeeper that you don't have anyone against. Yeah, at least in that lineup, right? That's why I look. That's why I look and I go. Am I playing any Egyptians? No, like I may not play any Portuguese players. So it's mm-hmm. like okay, I can play De Gea. Yeah. And then I go, I can't play the Iranian keeper because apparently I like everyone in Morocco. <laughs> so they're going to be a bell Honda. Everyone's going to be all over everywhere. So so I can't take that goalkeeper. So who am I stuck with? If you're just playing D.R. can you play the Egyptian keeper? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. But I mean, you're, you're banking on a, like a 0-0 game. Or 12 saves. You're right, or 12. You're true. But still, like but if that comes, then would Suarez get... makes value, right? Right. That's the problem with that. Like, if you're not going to play Suarez, then you go. I'm going to play the Egyptian keeper. Well, like yeah. Darascada, like at least could make value without a goal or an assist. Yep. But yep. I take a look at Jahan Box and I go, especially in that forward slot, like he could make value without a goal or an assist, and I could play the Moroccan keeper, especially yeah. since I may not play any other Iranians. Yep. So there. 
It's a three-game slate and a showdown slate, and this is like an hour, hour long. Yeah. Is this going to be every day? Every day. Well, no. People we'll, people like it. People Apparently, people like it. Yeah. We'll have... I don't think we're going to preview showdown slates. Right. If they have the late game, like 2 p.m. showdown, we, we ain't talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Until everyone starts asking, then we'll do it. They're backlogged with podcasts. We had the 8 million yeah. hour one before, <laughs> right? You'll do great at this slate three days from now, right? Yeah. <laughs> when it's over. Because you finally caught up. Because you finally caught up. If anyone has any follow questions for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. I'm at Rotowire Andrew. As mentioned earlier, we're available in the Rotowire Slack chat, which has uh, just been on fire since uh, everybody's signing up for the World Cup. So join us on over there. Uh, if you are a subscriber, just uh, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter and I can get you signed up. Uh, Jordan, thanks for all that. Good luck Thursday and Friday, and I'll talk to you again Friday to preview Saturday sleep. Yeah, we're going to know each other very well this next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer.